This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle, coming to you from Notre Dame here in Indiana. I'm joined by Christian Walsh. Hi Christian. Hello Ian. And an old friend of the podcast, he's making yet another comeback, it's Neil Jones from Goal. Hi Neil. More comebacks in Liverpool in Europe. Indeed, yes indeed. Hi Neil. Now, I, I'm, I'm fine, thanks for asking, uh, which you didn't, but great, anyway. Great to see you here. It is great, it's very warm at the moment and we're recording this at 11.42 in the evening because we're professional and we never stop working. That's, that's um 5am UK time as well near enough near yeah. enough and someone's gone past on a Segway which is a little bit unusual uh, we're recording this outside O'Rourke's Bar in as I said Notre Dame South Bend uh, South Bend sorry to, to be correct and Neil you were up to Jürgen Klopp's press conference today ahead of the game against Borussia Dortmund which will be played here tomorrow evening uh, he, had, he had one or two for a pre-season press conference he had one or two interesting things to say didn't yeah. he I could have got a couple of pieces out of it to be fair. You could have, yeah, if, yeah. if you were inclined. If I, if I could be bothered to do any work. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. He was, he was in good spirits. He, um, he's, he's very aware, Jürgen, isn't he, of his audience. Or I, I think he's, he's a very clever, clever um, media, media personality. He knows, he knows who he's talking to. He knows what to say, and he was good. He was very good in terms of um, talking about. Liverpool's desire to not rest on the laurels after after the end of last season and to go again, but also to to make sure that it doesn't get turned into a one v one scrap between Liverpool and City. He brought in he brought in other clubs, rightly so, you know. Albeit, I think ultimately it will be proved that it'll the only team that can stop City are going to be Liverpool. But he brought in Manchester United. He talked about Arsenal. He put pressure on Chelsea. He even mentioned Everton. He, he did. He mentioned he brought, Everton. Brought them players, in. Yeah. Buying good yeah. players. Yeah, I mean, he said he didn't. He didn't want. He's a big to fan of it. Jonas Lossel, Apparently, <laughs> really, really rates Jonas Lossel. Not surprised after the way he's played against Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gave him six points yeah. <laughs> for a couple of seasons. But um, let's hope he's fit for the derby. Yeah, no, that's harsh on Jonas Lossel. I'm sorry, I've had a drink. But, um, I think he's the worst keeper in the Premier League. So yeah. well, last season he was the worst first choice goalkeeper in the Premier League. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Jonas. He's a very good second choice Jonas goalkeeper. Lost yes, I think yeah. that's fair. That's I've fair already switched off this podcast. <laughs> but, um, no, he was good. I, mean, I asked him myself about um, the, the fears about the workload on, on the, the front three, and he gave a good answer about Sadio Mane and how he's worked a 13 month year. Which is how it, how he put it. That was the, the phrase he used. He likes that phrase. He's used that before. Yeah, 30, yeah. well, it's true though, isn't it? You know, he, he Sadio Mane's season is going to finish on the 19th of July, and Liverpool starts on the 4th of August. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, that's that's. I mean, you know, we we've all heard Jürgen talk in the past about the amount of work that top players have to have to put in with the Nations League. He said, "I'd go at it." I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's not a fan of cup replays. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not a fan of the League Cup. You know, in, in, in other senses. So, FA Cup. Yeah, FA, I don't, he, he He's actually, definitely not a fan of the FA Cup. He actually mentioned that in the thing. He's someone definitely said to him, you've got to play 67 yeah. games. Someone said to him, you've got to play 67 games if you, if you get to the final of everything next season. And he said, well, we'll knock it down to 60, he said, because we won't be getting to the final of the, champ- uh, the Carabao Cup and the league, the FA Cup. And, you know, he was just, he was just in good spirits. He, 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 was, he was fun, he was, he was engaging. He spoke a bit of sense. And... Um, he, he seemed he seemed like someone at home with their um, with their set. Good colour, this isn't it? Is, it? Isn't it's it? great yeah. colour. You can, you can, you can tell yeah. that we're here, and there's there's one or two fans who are enjoy, they've been enjoying themselves. There's been a 
a fan event went on a bit earlier on this after this evening, sorry. Yeah. And they, uh, you can't they keep spilled, James Pierce quiet, can you? You can't, no. They spilled over into James Pierce, by the way, our former friend. Well, he's still our friend. Yeah, our former colleague. He's our former colleague. He is here as well, but we've, uh, we haven't roped him into this one. Now, Christian, Jurgen Klopp also had some nice words to say about James Milner, saying that if he, uh, if he wasn't a, a footballer, he could be an athletics coach right now. He could. He could probably shut them up as well. Um, no, he's, he's, he's a fantastic player. And do you know the thing about James Milner is that he's going to be playing <laughs> left-back, right-back, centre-mid. And it was very interesting what he said about how he learns how to progress the ball as well because you can noticeably see that. I made a call a couple of seasons ago and it's not like me to be Nate Nizek and my reactions usually. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'd never do yeah, that. You know, no. Liverpool um, 8, Sunderland 0. Anyway. <laughs> but... Um, he played the mid central midfield against Stoke in a game where they were losing 1 0 at half time and they won 2 1 when they brought some Coutinho on Firmino. And it, he'd been playing left back all season and then he moved into the. Now they're on to Firmino. Um, played centre mid in a 3 5 1 1. Yeah, I think Wubbin and Chen started. And let's. No bones about it, he was awful in central midfield. And I thought Klopp's destroyed any hope he's ever had. Milner of playing central midfield because once you've learned how to play left back you can't learn, relearn how to play central midfield how wrong was I because now he's one of Liverpool's most important midfielders and he's learned and at the age of 33 he's still learning how to progress the ball he's still learning he's still tweaking his game it's going to be important in terms of backing up Trent in terms of backing up Robertson so it's a massive an interesting one. quote from Klopp today he said we, 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 tell him, yeah. we tell him all the time he, he, he naturally goes back to left back to yeah. get the ball when we're yeah. building up and he said we tell him all the time you're too deep you're too deep you're too deep and I watched training today at the, at the stadium just over the road from where we're sat at the moment and absolute there's actually a pyro there's, there no, yeah, there's, actually a, there's actually a flare just gone off by the way flare yeah. Off yeah. Yeah. keep talking I've got to get video <laughs> <in general. laughs> but anyway I watched, I watched a training session absolutely you know, bowling green surface and they were doing this sort of game where it was it, it was like an 11 v 11 game, but one of the 11s was told not to try that hard to win the ball. You know what I mean? They were they were told to to not press and to um, to be sort of a bit more passive. And Milner was the was a, was the sort of the number six in the team that was that was to be aggressive and to be passive. And his passing was unbelievable. The speed of the way he moved the ball side to side, and you thought he looks like I could imagine someone like Michael Carrick or or Andrea Pirlo or one of those one of those people that we associate with a great range of passing who's paying the ball out and this is James Milner who we talk about as being a you know a grafter and a utility man and plays plays full back if needed and I just think I think it's a, a another great quote from Klopp today because he said only in sport did we talk about a 33 year old being an old man and he said it was, it was funny enough it was a guy from the Anfield Rap who we spoke to Josh Sexton we had on work experience the end did, yeah. and yes. he's a very young looking yeah. lad Josh Sexton he said to him he said you know imagine we um, imagine we held the same things for photographers and journalists you know when you're 33 you're deemed an old man and he did look at Josh he said to be fair he said like you don't look like you're old enough to start work yet you know like, yeah. it's just, I think but, I'd have retired 10 years ago if that was the case exactly, yeah. exactly yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually 34 I've, I, you know and, and I certainly um, I certainly feel like an old man James Milner's 33 and there's no reason in my mind. I I think James Milner, when he retires from football, I think he will have he'll be second to or Ryan first Gage. to Ryan Giggs yeah. on the on the all-time Premier League appearance. Can I just say as well that was a very commendable answer by Neil because he said that while a whole 
cloud of pyro went right across the face of us. My Ashmet has kicked off. <laughs> no pyro, no party. Another thing that was said by Jürgen Klopp as a... If anybody remembers the podcast from, this, from Roadside in Barcelona by the Sagrada Familia, it's a little bit like this. Uh, now, another thing, Christian, that was said in the press conference, uh, Jürgen Klopp was asked about Sepp Vandenberg, who still remains Liverpool's only new signing this summer. He won't be playing against Borussia Dortmund because he still hasn't had international clearance. You have to wonder what FIFA and UEFA are up to, to be honest. Maybe they've oh, been oh, United yeah, exactly, Airlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not go down that particular road. Uh, but there was an interesting point. Basically, Jürgen Klopp said, look, he's still acclimatised and he's 17. He's not somebody for this moment. But he also said he's not somebody for five years down the line. So it kind of suggests that if it's not this week, next week, this month, next month, but at some point this season, we're going to see him playing. Uh, he's, he's absolutely nailed on to be playing Shrewsbury away in the third round of the FA Cup. It, it, it feels like that kind of signing. He's done it before with, with, with young players, and, he, and, and Jürgen's done this before. He's done it at Dortmund, and he's done it at Liverpool, and there's no doubt in my mind. Even you look at somebody like Joe Gomez. Now, he, he essentially got Joe Gomez. Okay, Gomez had already played a little bit of Premier League football, but, you know, he hasn't had much behind him, Gomez, when Klopp arrived. And then, of course, he gets his injury. And then Gomez comes back and he's played in the under-23s. He plays a little bit of a FA Cup. He had that game at Wolves, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he plays the under-23s and he just gradually brings him through. He's patient. He knows that there's a good pathway there. And I think that's what Jürgen Klopp's all about this summer is, is, is a good pathway for the young players. So, you know, in, in, in terms of centre-back options, you're looking at Virgil van Dijk's there. He's 28 years of age now and, you know, I don't even think a defender reaches a peak until he's 30, 31. You've got Matip, who's actually younger than Virgil van Dijk, much like Kevin Stewart was actually <laughs> younger than him. <laughs> I was about to say, but, but not, <laughs> not as young as Kevin Stewart. Lovren's 30. Lovren's 30, and 31 he turns. But basically... No, he's only just turned 30. But it's going to be very impressive for Sepp van der Berg to get minutes this season because of what's ahead of him in that uh, centre-back pecking order. But you know Jürgen Klopp will find a way. Don't forget Keanu Hoover as well as, a, as another another option. No, he has he been play, play, he has been playing interesting right back, hasn't he? Yeah. In the, the I think that's just another string to his bow. A little but, bit like Gomez. Today, I walk, he walked past me today, Keanu Hoover. You talk about you forget how young some of these players are, and he's gone away in the summer and he's come back. He's, he must be three inches taller and and probably the same amount wider as well. Well, Keanu. Joe, Joe Gomez is clearly Joe Gomez is another great example. Joe Gomez yeah. went too far the other way, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But Seth Vandenberg, 17, much. and he's he's t- said today, he said, not many people are taller than me when I shake their hands. And he said, certainly not 17 well, year olds who are still it, growing. On his, on his uh, I'm going to say Wikipedia page, but all the kind of like profiles of say six foot two, but he clearly he's isn't. Not, he's he's, he's going to be six foot four at least. We've all stood next to the clock. Yeah. In, in, in a confined space that last sounds more sinister than this hang on hang on, hang on, yeah. oh, to, be fair, hang on yeah. to be fair you two are, you two are reasonably short you're, you're below average height for a, for a man wow that's hold a... on he's taller than you what? no he's not how tall are you this is a podcast I'm sorry. we can't go back to back how tall are you um, 5 foot 10 you, you say and you're 5 foot 7 in Cuban heels right so I'm 5 foot 11 and a half so I win that no you're leg. not yes I am you act like such a small man that is not a very nice thing to say. I don't mean it's it in a bad we're, way. We're recording the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, what was the point? Uh, Seth Vandenberg it, yeah. is, a, is a very, wow. a, a very, a very physically, yeah, he's very ginger, physically. Um, 
he's got he's got obviously the obvious physical attributes. Has he been putting his sun cream on in this trip? I don't know. I would, have, I would imagine part. he would be. Yeah. He and Keanu, who didn't take part in the 11 the 11 game, that's went right, on. Yeah. I was referring to with Milner earlier. They went for the jog. I think it was them two. Um, Adam Lewis, Curtis Jones, and maybe one of them. Might have been, might have been the goalkeeper, the Polish goalkeeper, Ozinski. But um, he's an um, he's a he's clearly a very talented player. If you're playing first team football at 16 and 17 at any level in the top flight of a of a of a European league, you are a very very talented. Do you think footballer. people forget that at times? The fact that he's so young and that he's actually but the difference he's played in that many. Yeah, played in that many games he's in a top European league. Listen, he's played in a league where one of the teams got to the Champions League semi-final yeah, within ten seconds of getting to marked, the final. He's marked, you know, I don't know, David Neres, Zayek, and Dusan Tadic, and all the Ajax players. Yeah, yeah, Haven Lozano. He's played. He's taken on these these players in the Eredivisie at seventeen and sixteen years of age, which he's, he's obviously going to be a massive talent. And as much as we can roll our eyes and say Liverpool, are oh, they like to? He'd like to put out that he beat Bayern Munich to his signature and that kind of thing. Well, he did. And Bayern Munich wants him, and Bayern Munich wants him for a reason, and Ajax wants him for a reason. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can make his mark, especially given the fact that there's two of them now. There's, there's, there's a 17-year-old in Hoover and a 17-year-old in Vandenberg. There's, 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 you can't... The, the, there's a top ten, and and, sep- and the biggest part of it, in terms of centre backs who are teenagers and have played a thousand, sorry, yeah, five hundred minutes or more, no, oh, five hundred right. minutes or <laughs> more sorry, in the sorry. league, um, in in Europe's top five, and we'll throw in the Eredivisie there league, as well. The league's in there, of course, yeah. But I mean, he's in very very good company there, and he's done it to, to, to distinction as well, obviously because Liverpool have picked him up. By the way, before we go any further, you mentioned the de- delete there. Uh, have you seen the clip of Mina Raiola where he goes? Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If you haven't actually seen it, it's probably worth looking for it. Basically, he arrives at Juventus, delete obviously signing or signed for them, and he gets into his car, and all the Juventus fans are chanting the agent's name. It's like when James Pearce goes to the place on Lafley. Yeah, or, or in South <laughs> or, or in, or in or here. South Vince. He he he's yeah, been he's stopped many times. That's why he's not on the podcast, really. Now let's talk a little bit about transfers, shall we? Because obviously Vandenberg is the only one that Liverpool have made. There's still no suggestion that Liverpool are going to be moving for anybody else. There's been some reports out in France, uh, I think it was last night, wasn't it, that um, that they've been linked with or going to make a bid for Pepe. Um, but funnily enough, around about the same time, the Liverpool website released some quotes from Jurgen Klopp saying, yeah, I'm not probably not going to be doing any business. It's almost like they kind of knew that was coming. Uh, he, telling, he tellingly said, didn't he, I think the quote was something like, "Please don't." there's one position... It, it, there's one position that we, did, we may yes. look at. And, and it's left back. It's left, left back. back. It's obviously Everybody's left back. Left isn't back it? isn't it? We all know it's left back. It's yeah. got to be, you know. Um, with the best will in the world, Gasola Rusi and Adam Lewis are not going to be Andy Robertson's backup for this season when Liverpool could potentially play 60 or more games. They're, not, they're just not. And I say that as someone who would love nothing more than to see one of Barry Lutis's under-18s or Neil Kutsi's under-23s progress. They're both very team. young as well, aren't they? They've still got a long way to both go. They're very young, and but... But by the same extension, they are miles off. And also, miles and also technically speaking, neither of them is really a left back, are they? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, Larucci is more of a left midfielder, and I think well, Lewis operates anyway. better than an, an attacker. Yeah, moved into yeah. left back. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. If somebody comes up, because we mentioned Milner before, he can play left back, and at push, he can play Gomez, and even at an even further push, he can play Klein, Klein as well, yeah. yeah. 
So there are options there for, for Jurgen Klopp, but yeah. I think he would quite like somebody to come in. And let's be honest, you're looking at somebody who's going to be a bit younger, who exactly. wants to well, be a bit hungry. Well, he wanted Lloyd Kelly, didn't he? The, the and quite, and quite rightly, Bournemouth bid quite a lot of money and yeah. said to him, you're going to be playing from nearly all of this. Yeah, and Liverpool are saying, you know, we like Lloyd Kelly, but do we like him 15 million? Lloyd Kelly yeah. for somebody who gets X yeah. amounts of minutes a season. I think that's and fair I think enough. he plays everywhere as well, Lloyd Kelly as well. Bear in mind as well, you'd look at someone like Lloyd Kelly and you say, yes, he's a centre back. Um, but then so is Seth Vandenberg. And it comes down to choices, then you can't get into a situation where you stop piling players. And Liverpool have done a really good job of that. And, and when you see you know, certain supporters screaming for this player and that player, you think, okay, but what happens to this player? What yeah. happens to that player? So can you I get just Pepe? Let's say you get Pepe. Before we go any further, can I just say, can you stop banging on the table? Sorry, it's going on it is and a lot of Liverpool success you've got to remember as well a lot of Liverpool success and I, I genuinely believe this and I don't I, I say this from the point of view of someone who I, I actually think Liverpool should sign a forward a, a forward I player do, I, do, yeah. I think one, one forward player somewhere because I just think I think you need to get into the habit of having having someone brilliant annoyed one more option yeah, than you, you need know, yeah. it's fine you know, one more option exactly but I understand why they don't because so much of Liverpool's success over the last two years, three years has been built on the fact that the players who haven't been playing are still involved and still feel like they're part of the squad and still have the character to, to be a part of when you think of someone like Mignolet, Lalana, Moreno last season, even you know, even Daniel Sturridge. Can you imagine Daniel Sturridge 2014 being happy with the idea that he's, he's, he plays Five, starts five games in yeah. a season and he was last season and he did his bits and bobs then over the Champions League medal. exactly and this, and which leads me to a, sorry to interrupt yeah. leads me to a nice question for you there last time Liverpool played Borussia Dortmund who they playing on Friday it was obviously the 4-3 game how many of Liverpool's 11 starters just off the top of your head they played them still, last summer by the way oh did they in Charlotte oh, they did in Pulisic twice ah. but carry on how many starters you've misled me there a little bit well no because that didn't count but then this wouldn't count for the sake of his contents. Yeah. So yeah. Who, how many started the 4-3 game against Borussia Dortmund? Yeah, the club now, just after. at the top of your head. Mignolet. Klein. Yep. Firmino. Yep. Origi. Yep. Henderson. No, he was no, injured. injured. Milner. Yep. You scored the winner. Lovren. Yep. Sacco played in the centre-half. Somebody this else. Six. Somebody else. Uh, centre mid. Centre mid. Big feature for Jurgen Klopp first eighteen months. Lalana. Yes. So yeah. there were seven of them. Seven. Seven of them. And only and then only Firmino is the only one you could say. As a regular. And obviously Origi started up front yeah. and scored. And he, I wrote the piece basically saying thank you, Christian. I wrote the piece basically saying that. Um, it's the ultimate example of the loyalty that Klopp has in his players. If he th- still yeah. thinks they can do a job, he will keep hold of them for as long as they want to stay there. He doesn't bomb them out. This is no. the thing. Yeah. He, he very rarely says, well, I can't be doing The only he's ever done it with is Sacco, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's, that's because that's reasons. different to disciplinary. That was, yeah, yeah. That was a disciplinary thing. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in saying to a player, you're not good enough, uh, you're never playing for me yeah. ever again. But you may be saying Markovic 
in the, and Balotelli in, in those senses yeah, where he didn't but, give them but, a chance. No, but, exactly. So but, uh, to be fair, you might argue he did give Markovic a chance in yeah. pre-season games. He's, I remember he scored last season. Pre-season didn't he? Blackburn. He certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> he also put know. a cross in against Barcelona from Grimmich scored. But he also yeah. had that half a trammy which was hilarious. If you remember, yes. he missed about five sessions. But he doesn't bomb players out. He's no, not he that type of. So what he's done there is it's taking the players where he thinks you can still be useful for me, and they have been. Look at Origi, for example. And he's just slightly moving down the pecking order, down yeah. the hierarchy. Um, but, but he's never done it to the point where he's gone. You've got you've got absolutely zero part to play, and that's yeah. more of a man of management thing than anything else. It's because it's, they it's, must it's, know it's, it's footballers. They it's must it. know that they, if somebody's, for example, they buy a left back. Like Moreno must have known the minute that Robertson got signed and then started playing that he's probably not going to be mm. playing. The, Klein knows that the minute that Trent comes through and starts yeah. playing all the games, he's not going to be playing. People like Sturridge knows that when Salah and Mane well, get bought, that well, he's not going to be playing. Do you think a very clever thing from Liverpool? It might not. It might be a bit of luck, but it's clever. Sturridge went to West Brom on loan for six months. Mm. Klein went to Bournemouth for six months, and I honestly think a part of it was Liverpool saying, "Go on then, go and have a look and see what's that's what's, Sturridge. Go and see what's out there. Go and see what's out there. See if you fancy that for the rest yeah. of your career." Yeah. And then come back and tell me you, you, you're happier yeah. at Bournemouth than you I are. I think your storage is a relegation right. battle. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really because he got injured so soon after yeah. he signed. But no, you're completely right there. Yeah. Well, there is the game then on Friday. I mean, what are we expecting then from Jurgen Klopp in terms of his team selection? Because Liverpool do have a game on Sunday yeah. against Sevilla in Boston at Fenway Park. I know we're all going yeah. to that one. It's a very short time. Let's see if we get a flight. So if we all get there. Well, that suggests. That's why I'm asking you the question. It can suggest that perhaps. Already this in the, the game so far this summer, they've played teams one after another. Might they just play two separate teams? Yeah, I think he, well, I think he said today that Dortmund, he thinks Dortmund will do the 60-30 ratio. Yes. And then he also said, I think it'll be quite a young team from Liverpool, is how he put it. So, I watched the 11-11 the 11 today, and I think the 11, I might, I'll might try and run through it. The 11 that we're doing the attacking, let's say. So, the 11 where... Gomez, Van Dijk, uh, Klein, Larusi, left back, Milner, Fabinho, Genie. Front three was Divock, Ryan Kent, Harry Wilson. That was that was the eleven. Does that suggest that we think two things? I suppose. Um, does that suggest Larusi is ahead of Lewis in the pecking order? I think he is so well, Lewis far. didn't take part in the game. Oh, of course. I think, yeah. I, th- I, think, well, yeah, but I think he is because I think just on is. the evidence of what's happened so far. And I think Larucci, I know he's a player who kind of, certainly the people who watched the under-18s a lot last season, divides opinion a little bit because some, you know, because yeah. they aren't quite convinced of whether he's actually a left-back, basically. You know, not that he's like, not a good player. I mean, feels he's like not he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. yeah, he always wants to, he, he likes the too ball a bit too much. Yeah. I think Ryan Kent's the same. And they were playing together in this... So no one else saw the ball. Well, <laughs> yeah, though, yeah. It, there was a little bit of there was a lot of chewing going on between two of them with the ball. But that was the that was the team, the eleven that they, they put out there anyway. And that suggests to me that probably that will be not far up. So that means Henderson was on the other team. Uh, Brewster, 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 Brewster,
Dibak Origi to play alongside Kenton Wilson to see whether or not yeah. Kenton Wilson works, can because yeah. that could that could easily be the team that plays the Community Shield yeah. because the, the, the likes of you know for Mane won't be back well, Mane, Salah and Firmino Klopp basically confirmed today didn't he yeah. that Mane won't start he won't start the Norwich game even the season I think he, he sort of said we'll prepare the team that's going to start the season and then after that Sadio will come back in yeah which I think low key Liverpool have, they haven't got a crisis up front but for the, for the, it's not a crisis because obviously players will get into their rhythm quickly but if you think about the players who aren't training with Jürgen Klopp at the moment so you've got Naby Keita who's injured yeah. Jürgen Shkiri who's injured Mane Salah Firmino yeah that's How many of those players actually need to train with to be in you still this need to get up to speed. Setup. I know what you mean, but I think you still need to. I think yeah. if, if you're going to miss players, I'd want that's for, the place I'd want to miss. Firmino with rhythm. Yeah, that's true. Because we saw what happened last season. Yeah. On another point, did we perhaps have to reappraise our thoughts of what we believe a, a summer break is for a lot of these footballers these days? Because in the old days it was like they don't come back for about three months and then they spend the first two weeks running up a hill, some, <laughs> yeah. sa- some sand dunes in yeah, Formby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen now. But these players, because they're playing in, in certain international tournaments, they're playing for the clubs in, so let's face the Champions League final was in June. You know, if you're a leading club, you want to be looking as though you're getting, getting there. And, and next season's going to be even worse, I think, because the, well, in a couple of seasons it'll be worse because of the World Cup and they're going to have to start the season earlier and I think that's something people will start having to have a look at in due course but is three weeks enough for a footballer to have as a break? <laughs> I think the way they live now maybe yeah I mean we also I mean maybe some, some are different than us we also associate it as a break don't we but it's like, like Christian says they're the way they live no it's a break from what? Okay, yeah. Not in terms of the running around and doing the fitness and all that, because they all go to the gym and look after themselves because they're all so so finely honed. But it's a break from the whole the uh, from stress. us from us. Just like talking about them all the time. Just like you know, I'm just going off now. See ya. Yeah, we, but, then James we are, Hill, but then James Hill was posting videos of him running around Chicago on Instagram. But, yeah. No, but that's different. He's having. He, that's just saying like look I'm still keeping fit it's almost like he's saying I'm still looking after myself but he's not having to cope with people judging him on his running around in Chicago is it it's like yeah. as opposed to some somebody in the Echo giving ratings out of 10 <laughs> yeah it's I mean it's possibly possibly but then at the same time you know you look at I mean I listened on the plane over here dive you know diverging here a little bit but I listened to an interview with Jonathan Trott, a podcast with Jonathan Trott on the Times, where he was talking about having days off, and he said in that in 2013 when Jonathan Trott's world sort of changed. Who was Jonathan Trott just for listening? Sorry, he's an England cricketer who who was a, he was the number one ranked batsman Batman, in the yeah. world in 2012, and yeah. in 2013 his international career ended essentially because he he came down with a stress-related illness, and he was saying that in the I think it was from March to the start of November. He had three days off. Three days off from cricket. And he said on one of the days he got asked to play in a one-day game for Warwickshire. And he said, and I, I was, because I got out in the last game, he said I got out on a, I got stumped off a leg side, a, a wide delivery. And he said, because I'd been stumped in a bad way, he said, I thought, I'm, I'm out of Nick. So I need to play in this one day game. So he took one of his days off and played. And he just said, when I look back on it, it's, it's absurd. He said, like, you know, I don't know why I didn't have the courage of my convictions just to say to people, 
no, I can't, I can't do this. Like, you know, like, I need a day off, I need a week off, he said. And all I would have needed was a week off. That's what he kept saying. You think about being a cricket, a cricket batsman as well, the mental toll yeah, of yeah, facing like, every you, ball. You literally, and, he, and he said he was brought up in an era where the, oh, sorry, it, with a mentality of... Just get on with it. No, the more the more you practice, the better. So yeah. the more the more balls you hit, the better you'll be as a batsman. And he said, like, it's only now that he re- now he's retired that he realizes that. Do you know what? The best thing for the for me was to be away from him for for a couple of weeks. And you know, I look at someone like Salah, and I think you look at his roller coaster the last 13, 14 months. He's had everything. So he's played the year, played the year, top scorer, forty goals. Well, um, so the Champions League final, well collapses, World Cup ruined by the shoulder injury. Then back, back, back. Oh yeah, oh is, is Salah doing that well? No, he's not really, but he is doing all right. Champions League title challenge, African nations on home soil failed, and so he, he's had these ups and downs. And you, you could imagine Mo Salah now being like, you know what? I don't know what I've got left, and I, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't think for Mo Salah to have. Not, not not three weeks of of you know being in Dubai doing bicep curls which is what he seems to be doing judging by his Instagram but three weeks of just you know what football forget football for a couple of weeks because I, I, I need to come back for the new season recharged a little bit but because if you look at the, if you look at the successes from certainly the, the opening few months from last season you're looking at Ginny Wijnaldum who didn't have a World Cup mm. who had a rest you're looking at James Milner who yeah. Internationally, he's retired, Van didn't Dijk. have a rest. Look at Van Dyke, same thing. Naby Keita. Naby Keita. The second half of the season, Joel Matip doesn't play international football anymore. Yeah. So it's those kind of players who did benefit from an extended break just away from it all. I'm a little bit concerned. It's not concerned, it's probably not the right Well, it's way, not just Liverpool, is it? It's no, it's Manchester not. City are exactly the same boat, or more or less. Well, they've, got, they've, got, they've, they've got... They've got... Gabriel Jesus. Mahrez is in the final of the African Cup of Nations. Fernandinho, Edison... Gabriel Jesus yeah well, so Jesus, I'd, say, I'd say Edison and Andinho are main players but the other two well Jesus is very yeah. upset as well from being sent off as well he took it out on the VAR camera yeah. if you saw that but Liverpool are missing a lot of yeah. a lot of you know yeah. Aguero, Aguero's another one by the way which brings us back then to when we'll finish on this the question about transfers Neil you think that Liverpool should sign a forward is it on that basis from the short term because Klopp would turn around and say historically he's quite clearly never bought players just for three or four months let alone three weeks no it is it isn't I don't think they should sign him because Mane Firmino and Salah have laid back from pre-season I I think they should sign him because I think the next step for Liverpool is to get used to having £50 million players who aren't in the team Mm. and I just think if you that's the natural next step for Liverpool I think they've got they've got to a situation where they've got very good players who aren't in the team like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain potentially would be in the team Dejan Lovren would be in the team Nathaniel Klein has been allowed to go on loan England right back but I think the next step now for Liverpool is to get to the stage where do you know what you can't guess their starting lineup for any game I think it's get to the stage where it's like which of which of these brilliant four or five doesn't play this week and I think that's I think that's where they need to get to I think that should do it. Unless you want to say something, Christian? I agree with that. I just feel like it. I think the whole idea of what Liverpool are going for falls down on it. If you see what I mean, I think the idea is that you keep players hungry and, yeah. and you don't you don't pay you don't you, you get banged for your buck basically. Yeah, and you don't pay the I money. Hope, I hope I hope Rian Brewster becomes that brilliant fourth player as well. You know, and, and there's no reason why Rian Brewster can't. But 
at the moment it's still a leap of faith that Liverpool potentially don't have to take one final thing before we go is it Notre Dame or is it Notre Dame Notre Dame Notre Dame I asked the taxi driver today Notre Dame Notre Dame is a school in Liverpool it's also a place in France that got fiery more important yeah it's got a better roof yeah a more solid roof at the moment yeah but Notre Dame Notre Dame and that is America goodbye You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.